0: Petersfield's Shine
1: Radio. I'm Lenny Needs, this is Petersfield Shine Radio, and I'm here with Nick Trench, who's got lots of hats, the proverbial hat. But today I'm speaking to him as an artist, and we are at his studio in Lavent Street. How long have you been an artist? Uh, Forever,
0: really. I've always been an artist.
1: When's your first memory of making something or doing something?
0: Uh, Well, my first memory is actually this work here, so this is a good place to start. Okay. Basically what happened was that uh, where we lived in West Drayton, London suburb... As a a child? As a child. I was about eight or nine... And um, we lived in a very tidy house, so it was very unusual to see outside at the back, leaning against the wall, uh, these objects. So it'd be something, things like an old TV, aerial, bits of wood, wire, and so on. I just had this idea I wanted to make something with it, with these, I wanted to put these objects. Objects together and, uh, and and make something.
1: And where did you live? And what kind of house was it? Was it a street? Was it was it a-, a
0: bungalow, uh, which doesn't exist anymore. And it was snow semmed. bungalows; so it's very, very white. So these objects were leaning up against the white wall, a bit like a proto art gallery. <laughs> so, but they were that they were there. And because you know we we have very few books. Um, everything was incredibly tidy so it was just so unusual to see these bits and pieces lying around and immediately wanted to do something with them and of course I got very excited and I rushed into the house I think it, I, 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 was, I have a memory that it's something like Sunday dinner time and How of old I, were you? I was about eight or nine something like that and um I said, you know, I-, 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 I want to make something with these things, and they just laughed at me because they said it's all going to be thrown out. In those days, it'd be the rag and bone men who came, right? Rag and bone man who came to collect these things. That sort of stuck in my mind, and I didn't even know what the word art was then. I remember my mother um, bringing back from the library, local library, all these books for me to read, and they're all science books. And I wasn't very interested in them. But I didn't know what art was. I knew the word science before I knew the word art, because there it was in the the books. So it was much later, really. And it's only fairly recently I've, I've thought back to that moment. And I've thought about it as a first artwork, which I never made. And I'd like to make now. So what I've done this year is reconstruct it through my imagination, through a set of variations on these canvases. And
1: through your memory?
0: Through my memory, on paper, all sorts of variations of how that work might look. I mean, in fact, if if they had said, go ahead and do something with it, it wouldn't have looked anything like this. No. But this is how I sort of reconceive it, in a way. I had that at the back of my mind with every single one of these, basically. And And they all came out differently. You've chosen canvas and is it paint you've used? Yeah. On the canvases, uh, it's acrylic and pencil. And on the paper, again, it's acrylic and pencil. And
1: uh, why that choice of medium?
0: There's no particular reason, really. It's what I've been working with for a long time. So I've just been working with acrylics.
1: Why do you use acrylics as opposed to oil, as opposed to washes, as opposed to anything um,
0: else? Simply, they're less messy. I mean, I'm thinking all the time I'd like to go back to using oils. They're very... They're very different oils and I quite like using the water-based oils, which are, which are a little bit like watercolour and they dry faster than the, the, uh, the ordinary oil paints. But I quite like using acrylic because it dries fast and I can change my mind about things. So that's possibly a reason and I can move on to the next canvas and not worry about propping it up somewhere and it messing everything up.
1: So I'm looking at this canvas and it just looks like a
0: wound. It and- is, a, Yes. Oh Well I've got all the titles up on the wall but Wound in the Sky that is It is, it, looks yeah, like, it
1: does, it looks like a wound yeah. in the sky
0: Well this is another strand of work and this, this also if I've been talking about work that I've done in um, response to what I imagine was my first artwork many many years ago then this, this is the latest work that I've been doing and I can show you the very first one in this series back in March is that one there so this one here is is quite a dark canvas not quite black but i imagined it like dark fabric darkness and a kind of a tear in it
1: and you've called it mending the darkness mending it, does, the darkness. it Be- does look like you've stitched it together that's
0: right um but the stitching here is in fact it does rather look in this light it rather does look like real stitching but it's actually brush strokes but in some of them I have actually used real...
1: You've stitched. I've stitched. You've taken the literal.
0: I've taken the literal, exactly. So here there was much more uh, white, the the gaps in in the canvas showing. And here I've stitched so much that it's almost disappeared. And some of the threads I've just left hanging, basically.
1: So there are two rooms of work. Got nice brown carpets, but it, it's it's very tidy. Your your display studio. It looks like a sketchbook,
0: really. It's it's not normally tidy. I've t- simply tidied it up For to me. make it more look like it, so that it's a display. It and is. And that's the only reason it's tidy, because it's not normally like this at all. So here's another one where the stitching, if you like, is, uh, um, is not as close.
1: Are you working out ideas here? Because you've got yeah, some, on paper all, or some on paper, some on canvas. They're
0: all ideas. They're all ideas. With these ones, the stitching, it's gone from being a. It's very delicate. Like a crack to a hole. And I've called this one grey flower simply because the stitching, it's, it starts to end up being a thing in itself. Grey flower, green flower.
1: If you if it was a sock, you'd be darning it.
0: If it be a sock, I'd be darning it exactly. Yeah.
1: But it looks like you're fixing a hole in the sky.
0: Yeah, I know. Kind of, except I don't. I don't really think about but it. But they're as grey. The sky. That, yeah. Fix- I've called wound in the sky stitched, and that you really, really is stitching. And then I thought, well, i would just leave the holes because they turned into holes. I um I just leave the holes. Empty because I think that one, these ones work quite well. I think, does they? So
1: are. we're talking at, we're looking at canvas with paint, and then there's a hole in it in different positions. It, they look like it could be the moon. It, it could be. As yeah. In only because it's a sphere in the sky. Yeah, but there's no kind of, other resemblance. No,
0: I don't. It's, it's not that literal. No, really. It's not. I not I think there's a lot of brown in here, which you wouldn't get in an, in an ordinary sky. No. And then I thought, well, I'd
1: also. There's me trying to put, put signifiers on it and make it literal. And
0: um, it's not, it's abstract. Well, it's, it's, it's not abstract, it's just painting, really. But, um, so, and then I had the idea of... Plugging the darkness. Yes, list. putting... So I've collaged paper over the top of the hole. And here you can, you can see part of it. And there I've, I've used another bit to cover up a little bit more. And in this one here... Uh, but it's deliberately like that, so it's only partly. Abs- partly covered. Yeah. yeah, it's partly covered. I could push that down a bit, but. I so,
1: what inspires you to start this stuff? Because, I mean, well, I can I can have all kinds of suggestions, but tell me what,
0: why. Well, it just comes. I mean, originally, it just comes from this one idea. So of, the of stitching, this yeah,
1: the the mending. Let me have a look. Mending the darkness, and then. It's like working out an idea is literally your your sketchbook.
0: Exactly, yes. And uh, so here we've got, this one's called The Wound in the Darkness. It's quite thin there. And then the, the, the... So the rest of the paint starts to also take on a different kind of texture as well. And here, this one. So it stops being the darkness in a way. It becomes also a painting. This one's called The Wound in the Painting. I think they work best, actually, where you feel that the, the wound is actually really part of the painting, yeah. rather than on the, just put on put, top of it. Yeah. Though I like this one, I think. I mean, this one works for some reason, but that one works very well, I think, yeah. in my view. Can I touch it? Yeah. See, it's quite thin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's no stitching on that one.
1: No. I was seeing if there was stitching, because yeah. it still feels raised. Yeah. It might just be
0: the colour I'm looking at. Yeah, I think it's just the colour, yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about ideas. Lots of ideas. So I'm, these are particularly ideas paintings, These one, this corner here.
1: What, what's the difference between these ideas and, and what, well, the work that you've just shown me?
0: The, the work I've just shown you, uh, and there's quite a lot of it, is, is really just one idea which I've taken through different variations. And here... Um, I, this corner is really lots of different ideas. Yeah. So...
1: It looks like two chairs or stools to
0: be... Yeah, like. two stools to fall between. So there's a painted outline of a person. Idea. It's a literal idea, yes. And here... Oh, yeah, there's gone. that
1: person falling between the stools.
0: Yes, exactly. And this one here is... Um, this one's called The Disaster Will Happen Here. You know, my little stick figure's underneath the falling building. Or is it the same building? I don't know. And this one which I did today, I've been working on... This one's done today. Glad to
1: know that you've been busy.
0: Yeah. is called a uh, painting drain. So the idea is that the, the painting drain is taking the painting out of the painting, as it were. And that's what's happening here. The drain is it's draining the d- painting. It's draining the painting, the painting yeah. yeah of paint. Yeah. So it's kind of looking outside the painting. It's a way of kind of looking outside, in a way.
1: The outside is not... Demarked in any way. No, the only
0: thing on the outside is the rest of the drain. Yeah. So you imagine that falling, maybe outside the canvas, really. So the drips coming out of the pipe.
1: And when do you know when something's finished? Um, How do you feel it? How? When do you
0: stop? I don't. This one I found great difficulty. These ones were much easier. I kind of knew when these were done. I mean, this felt. This little painting here just felt. Perfect. Once it was painted all the way across, um, I stopped. But that's not always the case. It, 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 I mean, this one was easy. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so this one here, with the one I'm looking at, is called Pole and Line. So normally, if you had a washing line, you'd have two poles to hang it up. But here, the line How it's is quite the... a thick line. It's just hanging. It's, al- it's almost just hanging by itself. It's not being blown, it's just hanging in the space. But it's tied at the top.
1: And it's hanging at a 45 degree angle, a 30 yeah. degree angle, so it's kind of impossible. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. an impossible line. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was yeah. had wire in it or something. And but it if
0: you out. think that the, normally a line would be dependent on the pole, you know, you ask yeah. the question, which one is dependent on which? Is the pole dependent on the line or the line dependent on the pole?
1: Good question. So
0: that that's what that's about, really. Have you got an answer yet? It's the question, I think. I think the question's more interesting than the answer. It, there won't be an answer, I suspect. There but, won't, no. Uh, this is heads in the landscape. I'm not quite sure where the idea came from. Of that, okay. There are quite a few others, but I think this is the best one in this series I did. In fact, it's called Heads Stuck in Park Landscapes, as it's proper title. So it's different landscapes layered with the heads, heads stuck into them. I imagine them as living heads, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> quite gory. They're not being cut off. They're, no. just, they're just heads, basically.
1: And slopes. Tell me and about th- slopes.
0: Well, slopes, uh, it's just bicyclists going up and down the slopes. Different, the slopes could be the same slope. Again, like, the landscapes where the heads are stuck in, it could be the same slope, it could be different slopes.
1: And, and another, I like this one. Weak, weakness is my superpower.
0: Yes, yes. I imagine this is either a rock or the world or, or something like that. Um, and he, he's... He's grappling with it in some form or other. <laughs> I mean, the rock is actually on top of him, but he's still grappling with the rock. All the world could be—it could be the world, really.
1: And tell me about this paper one with—that's
0: overlaid. Yeah, this is this is my Brexit painting. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, Sees again, this cross. is one from um, a whole series of works could fill this room. Uh, although I think this is one—the one that were best. So it's, yes, it's Seascape France, seen from Dover. So the very thin line there is, is, is very schematic, but the very thin line is, is the French coastline, and you imagine this is the, the wet, horrible uh, Dover, and you're looking across the channel. And the red is really just the, the idea of the landscape being cut, and it could be blood. So I've, I've just used coloured paper in squares to make this, really, with thin strips and the painted line at the back, red painted line, vertical line.
1: Can I ask you about your Brexit politics?
0: My Brexit politics? I think Brexit is terrible. Uh, and I'd still like to see it reversed. Do you think that would ever happen? I think, I think it may well happen, yes. Um, uh, I think that... One of the things that people don't talk about is freedom of movement for ordinary people. Uh, ordinary people, including many working class people, used to be able to work, study, live in, um, throughout the whole of Europe, up to, um, up to um, when Brexit became a fact for everyone. And uh, people can't do that anymore. It's also terrible for um, the arts. And I remember um, uh, a drummer uh, with quite a well-known band telling me who used to tour Europe in the in the 70s, saying that it was a nightmare before before we joined the EU, with their um, van having been sort of um, uh, having to open up the back in the middle of the night in the snow every time they crossed the border and get all their gear out and having to put it all back in. And he said the very moment we Entered the EU. We joined the EU. Things just improved a thousand percent. But then we could, musicians could, there was absolutely no problems whatsoever. It was like going between cities in this country. And his prediction was that, and this was before the referendum, he was saying if we, if this happens, it'll go back to how it was, but it'll be ten times worse. (laughs) Which, and has which has proved, been proved to be the case. Born itself out, really, exactly. isn't it? Exactly, yes, yes. So, yeah. And in a way, that's what this painting's about. So,
1: yeah. There are lots of
0: ideas that it's not political in any way, apart from that one. They're all kind of political, because they're about... They're about... And if you go back to this one here... This
1: OK, so we're going back to yeah. so one group. of my favourites, which is your
0: very early work. OK, And these are sky and parkland pictures. As I was saying before, a little bit like... I only thought about this after I'd done them, but they're a little bit... Made me think about the South Downs because of the particular colours. And, you know, where you live, obviously, your environment affects you. But conventionally, when you think of a landscape, you think of the sky above the earth. And that's how it is. So the sky sits on the earth. But I wanted to really sort of pull that apart and say that all these things had a kind of an equality. There's a space between the sky and the earth. I mean, you could almost turn this round. Here I've actually put the sky and the earth, the parkland side by side. So then, a way they become sort of equal. And the, the lines here are like little fingers of each going into each area. And in this one, I think of this a little bit like um, uh, the Samson and Delilah, where the bushes here, the trees are like the pillars that so if you pull them away, the sky would fall on on the park. so it's this idea going back to, the, to what we were talking about of dependency of of um, dependency of one thing on on another, which I think is very political, yeah, a very political idea, and a lot of the painting is about that. It's about that sense of of, not making the assumption that we know how things fit together in a, in a kind of dependent way and actually pulling that apart and saying, well, maybe that's not the case, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. The sky with parkland, I do, I love that. Oh, thank
0: you very much.
1: As a, as a you know, it, neither here nor there, but what hits me first of all as a painter is your restraint with your use of paint it's nothing is uh, overly painted or it's not about the paint
0: mm-hmm. so I, I'd find it hard but it's very thoughtfully used well I wouldn't say that's true um, I mean I've spent a okay, lot of so time how do the... you see it <laughs> well I spent a lot of time in the past um, making paintings where I had no idea where they go and they ended up very muddy there was no idea behind them. And what I've learned in, in my work more recently is that I have to... I still think it's painting. It's, it's not purely conceptual. But the conceptual element has got to be there. The idea has got to be there at the back of my mind all the time, even if the work develops into something else. I mean, I started this one. This is quite recent, one, I've done this one this week, which is why it's not up on the wall. But originally, the idea was that it was going to be... I was imagining again the park and the sky side by side. Um, but then I ended up painting it like this. And which they
1: can't see because it's...
0: No, they can't see. Um, but It's blues and greens. It's blues and, and greens and with, it. if you like, lines which are like fingers coming out from, uh, in two different directions. So, and they're little areas of parkland, little isolated areas of parkland, little isolated areas of, parkland, isolated areas of the sky with little fingers of each, little fingers of sky going back up into the sky, little fingers of parkland going back down, and each sort of touching and meeting each other. So this idea of being close but far. So it's, it's a bit like the park and the sky making friends. They do
1: have tension.
0: The hell, yes, yeah. yeah. I think this one works very well, actually. Who are you view. influenced by? Who I'm influenced by. Oh,
1: which artists or writers or anybody? Well... What, what influences uh, you? That was
0: so many different people. A lot of the um, German artists. Um, uh, I love Michael Kreber and Walter Dahn uh, of the Mulhammer Freiheit group from um, uh, the 80s in Germany. I like the later minimalist painters people like Blinky Palermo and some of that I think creeps into my work in the sense of it being not using too much paint although I have painted with paintings with masses of paint in them but in a way I've sort of stripped that back of bit.
1: And in the middle of all this Nick, we've got a photograph so where does photography come into your it's just another, artistic expression? Well
0: I, I mean I write as well so i, I I work in all kinds of media that so many people do now. Yeah. And I would show more photographs. But it's, you know, it's expensive to get them framed up, and I, prefer, I would prefer to have them framed. I quite like them, you know, quite a sizeable size, really. This one is... Um, what is it about? Three foot high, four foot wide. Maybe not as big as that. This one here it's an photograph, actually so it looked like a painting but it's a photograph oh
1: it looked yeah. I thought it was a painting no
0: it's it's called cause, I'll tell you what it's called because it describes exactly what's happening it's called bits of sky sixteen or more skies clear blue sky over petersfield morning uh, 7 minutes past 10 friday may the 27th 2022 wow getting on for 2 years ago now but what That's it, very specific. It's very specific, because what I did, I simply just took a piece of paper, made holes in the paper, and it was a beautiful summer's day. It was a, well, beautiful late spring day, I guess, early summer day, cloudless. I took the picture through the paper, so this is actually photographs of the sky. The idea was t- to turn the sky into fragments which is what I've done here. So how did you photograph it? Putting a piece of paper up above my head and taking a picture through the paper, having cut holes in the paper. So the paper, because of the brightness, went dark. It wasn't originally this colour, but but as you can see, it's a dark grey. But the sky is like the colour of the sky, as it was. So the sky is, is, is a true... And you can see across the sky how it actually changed the blue changes. So it's yeah. bluer over here and lighter over here.
1: I just thought that was... Um,
0: I think the sun was over here, you see. So it, yeah.
1: I thought it was um, a paper
0: work. I can't see from down here. No, it's actually a photograph. I should have it down. Yeah, uh, so, you uh, actually so you can actually interrogate quite high up. it. Yes, so it's easy to miss that one. Yeah, But I quite like that one. Yeah, I think it works. It's amazing.: So you know, if I showed this one with that one, there would be quite.: would be It looks quite like a
1: painting. It doesn't look like a yes, photograph.
0: Yes. But then this one doesn't look like it is either.
1: No. So what we're talking about is a, it looks to me like it messes with your head, because it looks like you've reached the end of the world, and yet there are clouds in it. And of course, it's not, because you can't photograph the edge of the world.
0: Well, <laughs> well, I can't. You, I don't know how you would have done it, but you could have done. I've I've called it untitled in brackets Solaris, um, and the uncertainty of having you know Solaris in because I haven't actually gone to the planet Solaris and taken the picture, which is a fictional, a fictional planet anyway. But it made me think of the the, um, the old Tarkovsky film, and the. Uh, the surface of the planet, which is, is supposed to be like an ocean with a consciousness. Uh, and it, it, it looks a bit like that, I have to say. Um, so you can see the edge of, of the planet with the darkness, the, the space behind. And it is a little bit also like those pictures, um, those early pictures of Earth you'd see from the Yeah, from, from, space. from the moon. Yeah. yeah. But in the bottom right... As a tree.
1: There's a part of a tree in focus that is heavily foliage, so it really does mess which with your compl- head. Which
0: is which is completely uh, then seems to be at a completely different scale. It's very surreal. Yeah. It does
1: seem to be a scale yeah. as well. Yeah. That's the scale yeah. that messes with your head. Well, Nick, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Nelly. Yeah. It's been it's been an experience. Can people come and see the gallery and when can they come and how do they get hold of you to be able to get a, a, get a visit?
0: Well, I can come right now. One is, um, you can email me at nicktrench1 at gmail.com. nicktrench1
1: um, at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or um, go on Instagram and uh, message me at my Instagram uh, is nick.trench1.
1: Nick.Trench. Yes. Well, Nick.Trench, thank you very much for
0: talking to me. Well thank you, Natalie. It's been it's been a
1: pleasure. That was Nick Trench talking to me about his work. And if you'd like to see it, get in touch with him at Nick.Trench on Instagram or nickTrench1 at gmail.com. shine radio
0: hi it's richard latto here bringing you the legendary stereo underground every week here at petersfield shine radio it's an indie and alternative heaven right here every thursday night stereo
1: underground with richard latto is now arriving at shine radio
0: thursday nights from 10 mind the gap please